As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Support. Curtis Fleming is there on the edge of the air. Fleming for What's Craig Hignett. Hit it, Higgy. Higgy, it's the track. Oh! And coming alive again. Janino wants the ball played to him. Welcome back to the Borough Breakdown podcast, live on Red Army Radio and on the podcast. If you join us again, thank you very much for joining. Um, I'm Johnny Young with Dana and Elliot, and I'm going to bring it back. What a ter- what a horrendous week it's been for Middlesbrough Football Club. Um, one point from a possible six to one heavy defeat on Saturday to Gary Monk's Sheffield Wednesday, and then a draw last night to Alex Neal's Preston North End. But guys, we're going to start off um, with Sheffield Wednesday. Where do we start, really? Um, who shall I start with? Um, wasn't the best performances, was it? Um, Dan, I'm going to start for you. 4-1 down in the first half. We actually met up at half-time because we were both raging. Um, <laughs> it wasn't the best performances, was it? No, it was embarrassing. Um, I was sat there in disbelief uh, at how inept we were, really, at, at the basics, you know, the bread and butter stuff of... Uh, of what you know, footballers should be capable of doing: defending balls in the box, set pieces, crosses. You know, Gary Monk obviously sought out to exploit our weaknesses, and and that it was exactly that. You know, defending balls in the box, and I just couldn't believe how weak we were at them. I mean, this is a bunch of professional footballers that are experienced. You know, I don't care who you're playing under. You know, whether the manager's inexperienced or ex- experienced, whether it's a project, you know, whether it's a transitional season or not, you should be able to to defend them and. Um, every time Barry Bannon got the ball or when they got it out wide, it just it, we looked susceptible to conceding. Mm, well, all goals, all the goals came from the right hand side of play, um, which probably didn't help anyone. Um, so, with that in mind, Dells, four goals come from the right hand side. Do you think Sheffield Wednesday found Millsbury's say Achilles heel, the weakness of the of the side? Yeah, and I think that's obviously why uh, I think we were saying last night um, the main changes that happened were on that side. Um, we were saying, you know, Fletcher um, isn't being not as effective, but obviously he's not helping out on that side because he's not really acting as a winger that's kind of coming back and helping out. He's he's drifting central almost into a two. Um, wing is kind of, I guess, notorious for being out of position and not really covering um, when in defence. And you know, Ball has kind of left to do it all on his own, and if he's meant to be an attacking fullback that we signed, then what what is there on that side? So it was much improved last night. Um, 
with shot on Housen and um, who, who was it who played there? Uh, Brown was it on that side? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Much improved there. So yeah, it's something we have got to work on. It's kind of it's one of them where you know even though they kind of exploited the weaknesses there, I think we learned from it, um, and hopefully we can improve on it now. To be honest, though, even like taking out the equation, those uh, you know the goals that we conceded, we looked completely rattled from kick off. Really, I think they kind of pressed us a bit at the beginning, played a bit of a high tempo game, and and we looked frightened. We looked all all at sea, and um, I just it, it, it honestly it was embarrassing to watch. I've never known a Middlesbrough team to be so incapable of of defending such well what is what I call the the bread and butter stuff. Mm. It wasn't the best performances, was it? And I think, like, I agree with you a little bit, Dana, in terms of we were frightened, but they, we just, I think Gary Monk's game plan was actually perfect uh, for what he wanted to achieve and what he set out to achieve. He's seen the weakness, he's seen that Fletcher's receptible for going to central, he's, he knows that Lewis Wing goes out of position, and then Mark Bowler has to do it by himself, which, which you mentioned, Elliot. So, across to coming across the box, um, it was kind of, what you'd expect from probably his team to do. Um, Dale Fry got caught a little bit um, with the headers, but is is he really to blame, to be honest, because of the goals? You know, he's playing the two, um, and Fletcher as well. They're both, like, what, six foot four, six foot five strikers, built and also very difficult to defend against. So is he, is he really to blame for that, or is it a collective team performance which was just ultimately flat in that first half? I think yeah, I think it's collective. Um, being two 0 down in six minutes just doesn't help at all. The heads are just gone. Then the game, the game was pretty much over at that point. Um, I mean, even though we got one back, it was still. I think when we went two one down, I think I was thinking, all right, come back, Charles on here, like you know what I mean. It was yeah, just, then we uh, just shot ourselves in the foot again, though, didn't we? It was like masters yeah, of that, our own downfall, yeah. really. That's what I mean, Clayton with that mistake. That you know, that was a joke. Um, so then it we was had just a stinker, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of players, uh, sort of individual errors, but you know the players that maybe didn't. Uh, you can't pick many positives. What can you say, Paddy McNair? <laughs> That's the positive. only positive you can probably Paddy McNair FC this year, isn't it? So, um, but the first question I'm actually going to use it, it's a bit of a two part. So I'll come to the second part a little bit later on. It's from Ben. Um, shout out to Ben because he always listens and he always submits a, good, a decent question. So um, Ben asks. Um, and he's actually nice, isn't he? Like second bottom of our fantasy football league. Or is that his dad? No, that was his dad. Um, come on, Martin, you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, as long as he can beat Yellow Vossen, anyone can. Um, the question is: Would you ever put um, Ashley Fletcher on the left wing again? Um, he obviously he goes into more of a central position that like we've just pretty much mentioned. But last night we did look a lot more balanced in the four-three-three when Fletcher wasn't on the pitch. Yeah. Um, would you keep him at a left wing position or would you actually change formation? Because in the second half, we, we changed to a 4-4-2. It looked a bit more fluid, a little bit more aggressive. I know we're 4-1 down, so that probably couldn't give a toss what was what was happening. But we did look a bit more dangerous and created chances because of the back of that. Yeah. So would you put the Fletcher left wing or not? I think it's good to keep varying it, really, because you're keeping teams on the edge of the tour then because it's like, you know, if we're always going to keep playing the 4-3-3, um, and yeah, Sheffield kind of had, had obviously been reviewing how he'd been playing it and picked out the weaknesses. Um, 
but it's one of them if you if you're never ever going to play it again where does kind of Fletcher fit into the team he's not going to always be, be playing that much uh, I think he's definitely got a place um, in the team he's good enough to be in the first the first team um, so I think maybe I guess against I don't know what you call the class is weaker opposition because you know we're pretty much fifth bottom at the moment but you know against not one of the the top teams or someone maybe in the top eight um, you could you know, maybe still play it. We did look a lot balanced last night, so I think um, if, he, if he's not going to play at all with uh, Fletcher left wing, he's definitely got a place to come on and play four four two. Or if we switch to a three five two again at some point, um, then yeah. But it, for me, so far this season, it hasn't really worked. Obviously, he could have been on a lot more goals from that Brentford game, um, but overall, I think especially the past couple of weeks, it hasn't really worked. No, fair enough. Um, it, was, it was working. Sorry, it was working at the beginning of the season, wasn't it? But it's just kind of petered out, and it it stifles Mark Bowler quite considerably. So, f- for the foreseeable future, I think I'll just stick to putting wingers on the wing. I don't really like it when we shoot home players into positions. Um, it was working at the beginning of the season, but it it hasn't. And I think it was it good of Woodgate to switch it up last night. No, I agree. Um, but with the four four two, would you ever like to? See Mills bring that formation again. It did. It did work by the British on belonging misses, which I'm going to come to a little. Bit, I'm going to come to him a little bit later on. But I forgot about those misses. Well, if he did score the chances, it would have been four three. And when it goes to four three, anything can happen, really. But would you go ever go revert to a four four two, or just, or would you keep it four three three? Happy? Uh, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't mind it. Um, to be honest, the only thing I think why it kind of went out of the game in in England and. A lot of managers don't use it. It's just that that cover um, where we primarily over the years have used a defensive midfielder, a holding midfielder in, in Clayton and other players who have been here, John Albany, Mikel and the likes. So I think going without it would be players that kind of maybe sometimes forget that they wouldn't have that extra sort of layer in midfield um, if the ball gets swept back behind them. But... Um, I'm more than happy to see it. It's kind of a more aggressive style of play. If you had both McNair and Housen playing in that too, then you know both box box players have got sort of great stamina on them. Um, so, well, they have to be box to box, don't yeah. they? And they can't just. You That's know, what I, sit I think. Back I, th- I don't think wing would work in it. I think only McNair and Housen. See, I think wing wing might. I mean, this season, I don't think he's been suited to to four three three. At least in the the role that he's playing, it's kind of more deep lying. But um, I think he, he could work in a four four four. I feel two. like with wing, he always he needs. He needs to be a creative force, which he doesn't need responsibility on him to to be helping out elsewhere. Mm. So he's, be- he's best when he picks up the ball and is looking for that sort of killer pass. So um, would you say his, his, his best position would potentially be in number 10? So say it was in a four-two-three-one, he'd be in the central side of things. It's a little bit less defensive work, yeah. but it gives the opportunity to, yeah. to stretch the defence. Yeah. I think even though we never particularly lined up that way last season. I think I feel like where he always ended up, and you think about what was happening during that Leeds game last year, that's where he kept getting into those positions. That's where he ultimately scored from in the end. Um, and that's where he's most effective. I think yeah, I remember Blackburn away, I think we won 1-0 as well. He was sort of dropping in those little holes um, just, behind the, um, just behind the striker as well and he hit a shot from the edge of the box and cracked the bar. And that that's where he... Most of his goals and shots and, and what he was doing well at last year, um, even though necessarily we might not we weren't really playing that formation or so we so we thought anyway we, we thought we were playing a, a 
two two six zero or whatever it was, but um, <laughs> with all those centre midfielders. But yeah, yeah. no. But I'll one last point before I move on to Preston North End. But I think it's just my opinion really of it. I think it was like possibly one of the worst halves of football I think I've ever seen a Millsbury team play. To be honest, I was so fed up, um, and our name has never became so relevant in. In not all of our time we've had our <laughs> podcast to be honest and yeah. the reason why I said breakdown was just to actually break games down it wasn't to see Middlesbrough actually have a breakdown on the pitch <laughs> but uh, uh, if I was going to call we, that being yeah, we did, we did after, yeah. after the second goal it, it was just the, the players heads were just gone like they were just absolutely and then when the third one went in and obviously fans just started walking down Woodgate just looked helpless it was just kind of like it was it was over then really wasn't it and obviously a lot of people um I seen in the South Stand a lot of people left at half time and, and people debate. No, I don't I don't know if we're gonna I mean people debate whether you should or shouldn't. I mean I, I, well, I'm I personally I guys, you you both left. We both and left I stayed. I to left the very seven end, minutes. But it was to like the very 80, end I stayed. It was in like the eight, eight last ten minutes. I wouldn't I wouldn't it, I leave mean, at half time for that but I mean I did leave at fifty two minutes last year. To be fair, people people are you know, going on about um you know, people leaving during the game and I completely get it, but I also get why people left because there was nothing else in that game. Yeah. There was nothing else. I mean, we couldn't have gone back in. To, this isn't Stour Book Arrest. No, anymore. no, you have to take it sort of situation by situation. People debate, you have to stay at the end of the game, no matter what, no matter what game it is. But you know, at the end of the day, if you're getting beat by 4 1 by Chef Wed at home and it's like a nothing game, if you're going to leave five, ten minutes early, then so be it. It's your money, isn't it? I mean, it was, it was a good decision for people to leave. If, anyway, people, are leaving, if people are leaving 2 1 down in sort of a you know, we're in a sort of we've got a better team, we're having a better season, that you'd be like, Okay, why why are you leaving? There's a chance that we could actually draw the game here. Um but yeah, there's, there's only been a few times where I've left earlier than that really, and that's been where you where you're getting absolutely thumped and you think, Well, it's a point really. So, you're too busy in the concourse having a half time <laughs> cider. Yeah. And well, we're losing again. <laughs> yeah. Well I did I went down about about thirty when I, when did that when did that fourth goal go in? About 31 minutes. Yeah. I, think I went down about 35, 36, and it absolutely rammed down there. Because um, everyone was just getting a pint or going home. Um, <laughs> the stewards weren't letting people out at first, and then people were just saying, mate, I want to go. And they, they finally let people out. Um, then I went up about about 50 minutes, and I, I was just like, what, 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 have I, what have I came back up for? We didn't um, miss much, to be honest. You didn't yeah. miss much at all. And you know, there's a recurring theme here with Millsborough managers. We're in like the first six games or first eight to ten games, we always get a thumping off someone. Yeah. Um. I, I think it's Barker, I think. I can't remember if we got a thumping, but um, I remember McLaren where like when he first came, I think we lost like four nil, like four games in the bounce or something. Yeah. It was, and then we lost like five one in Newcastle, and it was just yeah, not great. Yeah, I've seen lost a couple the only times I think I've left early, I left Southgate. a Chelsea game. I think under under Southgate, um, we got beat five nil at home. Um, see, I always stay for those games if you're playing like against the top teams because one we don't see him often anymore. Well, we did it when like obviously in under Southgate we've seen him consistently for years, but yeah. like I always just stay because like they were that good to watch and like the likes of Lampard. I know. I think it just Drogba, it just it just annoyed Terry. me some of the goals. It was like Giuliano Belletti banged on for about forty five oh, yards out, that. and I was like, right, that's it. I'm off. I'm not watching. <laughs> I'm not watching people <laughs> score screamers at the Riverside against us. I was like, it's all right, it was for us. And I think the other one was uh, that Villa game. Remember with Steve McLaren so running yeah, the pitch that was one of the season ticket. That was 4-0. Yeah, I was That's not even a good team, do you know what I mean? That's just Villa. Was so. it Luke Miller that scored a hat-trick? Might have been. Yeah, that was oh, 
Like we were saying, like this game's bad, but that game was absolutely woful. I've never seen. I mean, for someone to run a picture of season ticket. Yeah, it must be bad. It's not the same now because the, 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 the card, the card wouldn't, the card wouldn't make much of a thrust. Try and frisbee it. Like, yeah, try and frisbee it. <laughs> yeah, but like, it wouldn't go very far, would it? <laughs> just skim Woodgate's eyebrow. You just, you just throw your wallet at him. Eyebrow <laughs> <laughs> slit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but, man. It's we've had some bad performances, but it's not going to be the. We'll, we'll, you know what? We was like Yaf was saying before we came on, like we're going to see so many thumpings like over this season, over under Woodgate's tenure. But we'll also see wins where we'll win like four or five nil, and it's I think I think he was absolutely spot on when he said it to be honest because style we play and we're prone to being like pulled apart. But also we if when and if and when Brit scores, um, we should be on fire. So oh god, those misses! No, I'm coming. I'm, I'm going to come on to Brit. I'm going to come on to Brit in a bit. But yeah, see what I mean? It's, it's going to be pigs and troughs. Yeah, the, the, like we we said that all season. Though there's some top teams that are just going to come here and hurt us. Like we've we got let off the hook against teams like Reading and Millwall and Wigan, especially Wigan in that first twenty minutes. We scored completely against a runner play. Jamal Lowe was just tearing us apart, and I thought if they had better quality in this team, they'd be beating us. And like that's exactly what Sheffield Wednesday did, and I, and I fear that's what West Brom, Fulham, would Leeds, maybe. Yeah. Two or three others could Leeds do to us. Good. Leeds look good again um, this year. I watched, I watched the highlights for for them today um, when I got up, and it was like Bamford looked like he was a different player. I was like, well, <laughs> I still think he's championship, but I'm not going to go any further than that. Hmm. He's got that. He's got that Cameron Jerome syndrome where like you you're probably maybe too good for the championship, maybe, but then you're not good enough for the Premier League. Yeah, a lot like our players. So yeah. like for League One, but. Um, I, couldn't I, I was, th- I was thinking year. about the other day. I thought if, if we went down <laughs> and we kept this team together, this team would absolutely walk League One. But um, well, I don't know about time, that, like typical Borough and all that. Well, I don't we know. I, I reckon Randolph probably wouldn't concede a goal. He probably wouldn't be, be there. Like, we'd have we'd have a hashtag well, if he stayed. Yeah, have Borough conceded yet? It, no, it would be a uh, the Darren Randolph episode two, three, four, five, six, seven, <laughs> eight, nine, ten. <laughs> 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 the season. No, but I think uh, our squad we, we were saying last night, weren't we? Um, the squad's quite mixed between players who are, cl- you know, good enough for the championship and, and clearly our, our star players, and then players who are uh, young and up and coming, potentially League One quality could turn into championship quality if given the room to kind of grow and sort of um, sort of grow even in the knowledge of the game and sort of physical um, stature. So let's move on. Let's chat about Preston North End. Um, we seen it a little bit differently, didn't we? Uh, last night, um, some was some seen it a bit rose glazed. No, how do I say it? Glasses, some rose tinted. Rose tinted glasses. That's one. I couldn't think of the word. What did you say? I was gonna rose glazed. Ah, I don't know, man. I've had a long that's day. That's better, actually. I've had rose a long, glazed. long day. I've a first day course. So if anyone's out there, they need first aid. I'm your guy now. Um, <laughs> But uh, so I was going to say Preston North End, right? So we've seen it completely different angle. Um, if you actually noticed, you'd seen us three and Dana's dad, good old Davey. Uh, we were on the pitch um, just before kickoff as well um, with 32 Red. So thank you to 32 Red for the hospitality. But also we actually seen a game in a completely different angle and a forecast me a little bit. So it was absolutely perfect yeah. for us. Yeah. Um, so this part of the analysis could be completely different. We could have played absolutely garbage last night, and we all thought we played. All right, so yeah, um, we'll just blame the view. Just we'll blame the view and we'll blame the free booze. So it's 
And the champers. And the champers and Elliot's four glasses of wine. Um, <laughs> you have to, don't you? I know. So, right, four changes to the team that lost against Sheffield Wednesday. Um, Mark Baller came out, shot and went in left back. We had Housen coming to centre midfield instead of wing. Um, we also had Tavernier on the right instead of Marvin Johnson, or Neymar for short. Um, and on the left-hand side, we had Marcus Brown coming for Ashley Fletcher. Guys, do you think the performance yesterday was a lot more balanced and a good response, which Jonathan Woodgate was looking for? Who wants to go for it? Dana, go on yeah, then. I think it was balanced, and that was a result of having actual wingers out on the wing. Um, I think as soon as you put you know, players like Ashley Fletcher out wide, you, you're going to have that threat in a different area. You know, when Dimi was talking about Christian Stuani, when Karanka put him out, out wide, he said that was a clever move from Karanka because he would kind of ghost in at, at, at the near post or the far post. And uh, that's the same with Fletcher. But what you are sacrificing there is balance. And we have become Paddy McNair FC because looking at our... Uh, the sides that we attack down, it's predominantly down the right, and um, and that's because we have width there, and and you know it's not just the actual wingers themselves, but it's you know the the left or right side of midfielder, like we've mentioned, wing has been quite poor this season. He's been drifting out of position, um, and then you know Matt Bourne, I think has been you know I don't I haven't really rated Matt Bourne, but I do um, have sympathy for him because I think you know he's not been helped by Fletcher being. Um, absolutely nowhere near him, uh, in front of him. So he's he's effectively having to um, to stay back because he doesn't have the full license to go forward. But um, you know, when you put actual wingers out there, you do have that balance, which is why we saw that last night. Yeah, I I agree with that, and especially sort of you know keeping with, with what like Dimi said and Suani, even though he did do that, and and you know whether we're trying to get the sort of same thing out of Fletcher, it, it's not working because in transition we were a lot quicker at doing that under Karanka, so. I remember, I think one, it was actually against Sheffield Wednesday, one game, it was near Christmas time, um, and we sort of played it out wide, right, and we we absolutely bombed down the wing and played it across, and he, he ghosted in at the back post and scored, but it was quick. We are too slow sometimes at the build-up, and it's, it ends up being that we, you know, we're playing it Ashley Fletcher in the centre, and then he's trying to take people on, and I'm thinking if that that's not working, if you want him to be in there at the same time as Britt, then... You know, get them two running over, play down that right hand side like we are, and then try and get it in there for him to arrive on it at the time of at the time of the cross. It seems like they're already just stood there and it's kind of, you know, trying to lean back and then head the ball across instead of trying to come on to it. Um but definitely more definitely more balanced um last night, um, with the wingers and, and sort of looking to get sort of on the outside, um, instead of coming on the inside with it. Um there's one other thing because I, I was trying to remember it as I was saying that there with with sort of the way Karanka done it as well, um, with Adoma playing there, Ostuani and and Downing and whoever else on the other side, I think Adam Reach obviously playing on the left as well. In a four-two-three-one formation that he played, it was very balanced, and he always asked the wingers to come back to defend, um, and we are obviously not doing that. Um, and it leaves the fullbacks exposed. You know the, the, whether that's a specific instruction from Jonathan would, Jonathan would get to not asking them to come back. Um, that's what made it balanced about um, Karanka's style of play. So when we did win the ball back, there was a lot of play ball, but we could break quickly um, and sort of keep hold of the ball because we're a lot better at passing then. So yeah. <laughs> I feel like the, the passing's very, very sloppy these mm. days. The amount of times they give the ball away. It's just slow is, as well. Yeah. It's so. just, 
it's, it's too slow and, and it's why I think maybe we could do with a number 10 to kind of connect the, the midfield to the attack and quicken the transition a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say, well, it, it, essentially it's not, it, it reverts to us playing long ball, essentially. Um, yeah, I was way, saying, I was saying to you last play. night, I don't know why, yeah. but if we're meant to be playing this fast-flowing attacking football, there was a point in the first half where we were just launching it forward and obviously Britt isn't one for kind of winning balls in the air. He, you know, he's quite quite strong for it, for his height, but he, you know, when he's up against two centre backs who are usually bigger than him, um, he'll end up just losing the ball, or he'll try and hope they miss it and run round it, and it's just just not working. Um, I think Borough are very much a counter attacking team, and the reason why I say that is I can see the identity that Jonathan Woodgate wants to play. It's not what he has now. I think what he wants to play is have fast wingers. So when we don't get the ball, uh, when we when we do get the ball. We can do one, two, spread out to the wings very quickly and get forward um, and use the wingers to bring the team forward. Um, that's what I think he wants to do, but we just don't have the actual pace to do it yet, hence why we're trying to hit it long. So what happens is we'll get the ball back, win the ball back. Say Dill Fry, he's won the ball and he looks to Clayton. Clayton's about five yards away from which Clayton should be. Clayton looks up, you've got Fletcher, so we're going to go with Fletcher and Johnson on the wings just because it's been the norm. Fletcher's man marked. Uh, Johnson's man marked. You've got, say, Housen and uh, Paddy McNair. They're both like just standing there. So they haven't really moved either. So it's all static. So then you'll pass it back to uh, Fry. Fry will pass it to, to Dick Steele and then Dick Steele will score. Uh, well, I guess I'm hitting this long because there's, there's yeah. no movement. Um, so when we're actually on, you both look to me. Is it Dyke Steele or Dick Steele? I'm actually I say Dyche uh, still. I'd, I'd get the uh, Dutch pronunciation in there. Hello, Steve McLaren. <laughs> um, I, I'd say Dyke still just because it, it's the same spelling from from Van Dyke. Um, oh, well, Ma- Mark Page is saying Jick. I don't know why. I feel like I Jake feel like Steele. I feel like Anthony wouldn't be happy with that. Um, Jason well, Rhodes. you know what? I'm just going to call him Anthony. And, and <laughs> no, 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 it's his Dutch way. It's Anthony. Anthony. Yeah. The Borough way. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like if it was him, unless he is just is too shy to say to Mark Page. But if it was me, I'd be like, actually, mate, my name's Dyke Steele. But it's, it's I'm a, happy to be proven wrong. But it's actually Jason Rhodes, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Rhodes. I cannot believe you did that. I really can't. Oh, that's great. I will oh, record signing his man. debut when he calls him the wrong name. He makes so many blunders, Mark Page, man. <laughs> <laughs> as much as I love him, he's just like, oh, yeah, come on. Who's the other guy who comes on every now and again who just is so unenthusiastic? And he always gets it wrong as well. And it's just like, oh my God. But you know what? Let's campaign for Borough Breakdown. Just to do it. He, he just says like things. He's so good at it. Yeah, no, he says things in a different order. This other guy, I don't know who it is. He done, I'm sure he done the Chef Word game and I was like, nah, I don't want to listen to this. Like, it's he, a bit. He'll, go on num- he'll go on number two, Dyke Steel. Number seven. Um, I don't know who's number seven. Oh, it seems like he's not sure. Tav. Yeah, it seems like he's not sure. Number six, like, oh. Fry. <laughs> <laughs> number two. <laughs> you just said Dyke still. <laughs> well, you know what I mean, man. Anyway, my actual original point was uh, Dyke Steel or Dick Steel or Jick Steel. Jick Steel or Anthony. Anthony or Anth. Anth or Tony um, yeah. or Torn or. <laughs> <laughs> A, a D. Um whatever, right? So he's gonna force the ball along, and well, and since no everyone's man marked and no one's moving, it forced us to defend all over again. What we need to do is the quick one-two, play it out wide, and get yourself forward. Look for Brit at the back post. 
that's where he should be, and then hopefully we we score from there. But oh, we're just not going to do that, though. And no, I think and I, I know it's a football it's cliche. A three, it's like a two-year and kind of saying you know play the simple balls, but that's all we need to do there. Obviously, it's hard trying to. It is hard trying to play out from the back. You see how many mistakes are made, not only in the Premier League, and that's you know a better quality. Um, in the championship, but you see it in the championship as well. Brentford had a real torrid time trying to do it against us because um, we were high pressing then, and not many teams have done it since. The Brentford done it, and somebody else done it against us, and since then there hasn't been many cases of it. Um, but you know, when we try to do it, like you say, it gets to a certain point, and then um, it's usually Dykesy like, just launching it on the field. But same with the throwings. I was saying to you guys last night. I don't see what the point of of the throw-ins are, we, we get it on the right-hand side and Dicey will just try to throw it to McNair. He won't win the header and we've just lost possession. It's like, I'd rather not get the throw-in. It's like, it's we're like just going to give the ball away. It's like our free kicks as well, you know. Yeah, one of those free kicks where we said, where we were saying we would hate those ones where they're like, yeah, yeah really far back and he played it, they played it over, we're aiming towards just Tav. Just play a shot. Yeah, yeah, we played it over towards Tav. He's the smallest player in the team. Yeah. <laughs> It's honestly our corners, defending corners, attacking corners, and any set piece. It's just there's no point. It's like they had Paul Gallagher yesterday, and it's like what's the point in playing ref? <laughs> <laughs> Isaac so Hayden, 2019. <laughs> that was so funny, but it's like you know we get a free kick, and it's like we you just know that it's going to result in nothing. We don't have anyone you can hang your your hat on and say right, that's going to be a good delivery. It doesn't have to be you know top bins. Or, you know, pinpoint perfect. But just get it into the right area and we never do. And it's like we're trying to do these intricate little, like, Barcelona-style set pieces. And it's like, oh, wait, man, it's Adam Clayton. You know what we need? <laughs> you know what we need back? Who? Tony Pulis. <laughs> Definitely not. We we, we're even worse on set pieces then. Oh, no. no. Like the tall, tall, <laughs> tallest player in the league and he Adam still, Flint yeah, still couldn't one score. One goal. Yeah, yeah, true. Bring back Tony. <laughs> He's actually going to be at Stoke. That's the big rumour in it. That Nathan Jones, God bless his soul, is going uh, to probably get sacked oh, since he got beat off Huddersfield. Well, he has to. Don't I he love he his. Have you ever watched his press conferences? By the way, I know it's not Borough related, but his press conferences does he stand up as well? Are amazing. He does actually stand up, but he just says wonderful every like three or four words. It's amazing. So, is there a compilation video on YouTube with this? Because no, no, no. Yeah. If, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, you know what? Maybe. Is that is that him there? I don't have any inside info on it now. But no, it's actually sorry. It's if you ever watch it, it's great. I actually really enjoy it. Right. See, see, that's that's the title of life. I'll, I'll make, leave, I'll make sure to tune in to Stokes' well, pretty much press. Well, it'd be so. sacked, probably. So you're gonna yeah, probably. Yeah. Anyway, what was I actually saying? Oh, not not no. So my actual original point because you were talking about set pieces and uh, like you know the long set pieces and lots of the corners. I would much prefer it, and it's actually Middlesbrough, to not completely change the way they play, but if we've got the ball, just keep it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just just keep the ball. If it's we, sim- if, simple, if isn't it? On, it's just simple. Yeah. Like, what, like not, you don't have to play a one-two one, two touch. Like, literally, slow the game down. If we want to keep the ball for like five minutes, just keep possession. Yeah. That's fine. Like, we're not going to concede. Well, actually, we might concede our own goal because we're, we're in a bit of a, a run with that, but... <laughs> <laughs> We just need to keep the ball, pass and move, pass and move, look for the width, play the one-two, try and get down the line, try and expose the full-backs, which the other teams tend to have. And teams will try to press us, and that's when the fast 
build up will actually work because once you've built up the you build up the confidence when you've got the ball, then you can say, okay, these coming for the press, one, two, play side on, get yourself forward. I think Raheem yeah. Sterling was perfect for this last night. If you've ever if you've seen his goal, he's playing side on all the time, and then when he's just playing side on, when the ball comes, he can he can turn first person the the ball scored. Phil Foden exactly the same. Um, but we're just not we're not doing that. We're always trying to play back to goal, back to goal, back to goal. So we have to always force ourselves back. Long ball up um, to Brit. Brit won't win it. We'll start defending again. And it's just it's just simple. And it's predictable as well. Well, yeah, it's it that, is. It's just predictable. You just know exactly what we're going to do as, as soon as we start attacking. And another thing, right? <laughs> now, um, <laughs> but actually, it's going to be a good point. I mean, Maddo was speaking last night um, when we were doing like the little tour thing. Um, and we were saying we can't understand why um, all four coaches that Borough have... Yeah, that's a, that was a good point you made. Um, that. Yeah. ...sit in the dugout. For me, and I fully agree, man, I don't think we both brought up at the same same time. It was just like, well, we have a question from, from Alex, actually, um, and he said about just Woodgate need help. Well, to answer it, I don't think Woodgate needs help. I just think he needs, say, like Robbie Keane in, on, like, in the director's box or with a phone next to him. Leo on the other side or something like that. Probably not Leo, but you need you need the like the player, you know, belief. G him up, yeah. Yeah, but you, you need someone up there because Robbie Keane, he's going to see a game in a completely different view than everyone else's. Like especially from an attacking point of view, yeah. um, he will. He'll be able to. If you stood where Maddo stood when, he, when he's doing the radio, we were saying you've, you've got a bird's eye view. That's where. I know it's kind of match of the day and Monday night football. It's a bit di- like you know, it's not quite the same, but you, you've got. A, pretty good bird's eye view from up there you can you can see the game a lot better you can see how, how things are being played out you can see everyone's position and where they stood and then at half time you can go in and you know if someone was out of position all half or um you know there's pockets of space that they can drop into you can easily just go in at half time and be like right you need to be there you need to do this you need to do that but i just don't know why we, yeah. we don't do it I'm, honest to god unless you've got an, an analysts up there which i don't think we do we might do for like training purposes, for, uh, like on, like say Monday or Friday, but I, we just don't do it in, in the game way. It's just that you've got four really experienced coaches, and you're just not utilising it. Yeah. Th- I um, think Karanka had it. I'm yeah, pretty Karanka sure did. Karanka had it. Yeah, because when he got um, that touchline ban for that whatever happened at Blackburn, I can't even remember. Other than it basically cost uh, Craig Higgins his job. Um, he had somebody up on the in the director's box just above where Steve Gibson sits because um, you could see him next to him so I think Karanka had someone well yeah they just see it again a completely different view it just, it just really annoys me I think and mm. it, we don't really think about it too much but then I was thinking oh actually yeah like don't get me it's wrong little things isn't it yeah little things can make a big difference yeah. don't get me wrong I got a really I got really excited when I seen Robbie Keane and I said oh we, we went past speak. didn't we we like we went down the corridor a bit and the door was wedged open a little bit mm. and I just looked for a split second I was like Jesus Christ, that was Robbie Keane. Well, yeah, I said, we, we, both, we yeah. both spoke to each other. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did you speak to Robbie Keane? Yeah, we, he just said, thanks for coming, thank you for your support, and what do you think? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's all right. And we walked off. Oh, I'd walked yeah, off. Yeah, when we walked off the pitch, and oh. we were going down the tunnel, Robbie Keane was coming out. And we, we, I didn't see we that. Passed, we shook, no, shook hands with, uh, with Leo as well, so that was yeah. a good experience. Well, yeah, so. he just came from nowhere, I was like... Yeah. Okay, I just shook his Thanks hand. Thanks for this, Leo. You know, so we found out. We found out a lot. We, we, yeah, we, we had a good experience last night. Yeah. We met, met a lot of people. Found out a lot of things. We found out uh, Dan Randolph's a vegan. Mm-hmm. That's one one thing to note down. Yeah, uh, that George was a, George Friend has a Ch- degree, degree in journalism. journalism. 
Mm. Didn't know that either. That's for tips, didn't it? Yeah. Well, we saw him in the tunnel, didn't we? But he was talking. Yeah. I mean, we so shouldn't have given all this away. We, we could have done a borough quiz. Yeah. We could have we could have put a question out there saying, try and guess what um, degree George Griffin does. But I've ruined it now. So. Yeah. Thanks. Well done, Elliot. Thanks for this. <laughs> that was it. Was surreal. What's, though, what's last the point night? in playing that? <laughs> no, it was a really good experience, wasn't it? And like, obviously, I've, I've done hospitality a couple of times, but like the, I don't know what it was. But I just felt really weird, didn't it? Like just, it was, on it pitch. was like, I was like, eh. so I was saying to Elliot during it all, I was like, this is weird, this, because like all I'm used to is getting to the like getting to the car, getting to the stadium, getting to my seat, and then all of a sudden we're in the centre circle with Daniel Ayala and my <laughs> yeah. dad's geeing up Paddy McNair and give it the to him, spot- Paddy. The spotlights, <laughs> the spotlights are on us, and we're we're suited up, and it's like everyone just ready. To I, I look like, like Doctor Who. I was waiting for you to deck it. Yeah, I said I said to Johnny before I was like, I, I don't want to do this because I'm going to slip. And like literally on the way, like when we were going back from the centre circle, I was like, don't slip, don't slip, don't slip. That's when I turned around and my dad was like, give it a <laughs> up, Paddy McNair. And then Tav. Yeah, and then you said, go on, Tav. And then we absolutely frightened Tav. And we were like, go on, Tav. And he was just like, just, I didn't want none of this. That's why I walked away from you, Link. Did you say anything? <laughs> nah, I, I, just, I just didn't. I. <laughs> my dad did. Then I was I, like. I mean, when am I going to say, oh yeah, go on, Tav. You know, go on. Score for me, mate. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna ever gonna say that to a professional footballer, am I? Well, we Could didn't. Have. We didn't. We just said go on, Tav. And you know what? I think, Dana, um, that your motivational speech to to Tav spurred him on to be the best player on the pitch last night. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I thought he played well. No, he did. Um, I think he was one of the best. One of my questions was, what do you think of Tav's performance? Because he actually thought he was best player on the pitch, so he may as well come on to that bit now. Yeah, he was. Um, he was a lot quicker um, in possession, and and he needs to be. He's very, he's very quick and agile. So there was the one point where he got it on the edge of the box, and you know it was one of them where before he, he just he wouldn't spot it, and then he just lose the ball. And but he kind of like nutmeg them, didn't he? And then got a shot off, and when he shot, I thought this is going top bins here. Yeah, we both. Um, said, but we? it wasn't wasn't too. It was too good to be true to for that to happen. But um, yeah, not much improved from him and and, and Marcus Brown as well. I thought um, they were both kind of showing showing flashes of what they can do but they're both kind of there's still one of them we were saying with some of the younger players and some of these creative players they're going to lose the ball um, but it needs to be one of them when they're sort of training and improving to kind of when they've got hold of the ball take it past people um, and actually create and consistently do it throughout the game and and be dangerous Um, all well and good seeing the flashes and improvement but you know I want to see we we all want to say I guess a kind of Zama Traore type of improvement really um, yeah. where it's you know he was losing the ball all the time just kind of running about like a headless chicken but in the end he was en- ended up beating players taking it past getting shots off being very very dangerous so that's the thing we want to see it consistently, don't we? And it was it was great for Tav. Like I'd love to, I'd love for him to prove me what to prove me wrong. But um, you know he, he, he played. Must, he must have thought why as Dana. <laughs> she's been slagging me off for weeks and I was just saying go on well no I, I would welcome being you know proven wrong and, and you know eating humble pie but like the thing is is like he he played like he had a point to prove but he hasn't proven it yet but he's on his way that's the thing we need to see it consistently and not like in, in bits and pieces mm. um, you know he's he's obviously uh, staked his claim for a starting place on Friday night um, and he needs to continue it. That's that's what we want to see from him, and and that's what we haven't been seeing from him. But 
Um, he's capable of it, and that's the frustrating thing. He's an England international, and he's England under-20 captain for a reason. It's We want to see that type of performance more consistently. Do you think him and Brown have staked a claim for Friday night to start? Potentially. Um, and sort of now Woodgate's got a lot of options. Obviously, he rotated not only due to the defeat, but obviously playing three times in six days. So um, I think he's he's got some good options um, for the weekend because... I think uh, Neymar came on as well, so he's sort of had some minutes. Um, Ashley Fletcher come on as well, but it'll be interesting to see where that front three is um, because he could even he could even leave Brit out. Um, but it's it's one of them. Does it dent his confidence and things like that? But you were kind of, uh, I think was it either the last podcast or last night? I think it was last night. You were saying Brown, Tav, and uh, Big and, and Fletcher. Fletcher. Yeah, and that that wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't be too disheartened seeing that. I think it'll be uh, it worked better for now. I think with with Brit being sort of form, and it was it was the second part of Ben's question was would you leave Brit out? And I think I would start leaving Brit out. Um, he is low on confidence, and the only way he's probably going to get it back is by scoring. But how many chances can you give someone until it starts? Like that one it's where he's taking the piss. That a one where bit. he got sort of out wide, and he just seemed to take forever with it. And he was like, just just get a shot off. For me, that why just hit it across goal? If he yeah. if the keeper, all the keeper can do there is parry it out yeah. to. And it was um, I think Brown was actually in a decent position anyway for the you know rebounder. for the rebounder or quote unquote for FIFA terms the noob goal um, isn't it called the sweaty goal or the sweaty goal or however people want to call it D- just different generations Dana different gener- you're going back to 2003 <laughs> 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 no this is again um, but the, the bit I was going to make is just like you could tell he's got so low of confidence he's so low of confidence and the only thing if he took the shot we were probably going to score from it anyway um, and we, we, just, we just never did and the misses that he did um, against Sheffield Wednesday, the second one's a little bit harder. Um, I think when you take on your left hand, well, I'm left footed, so it'll be easy for me. But if he take, he took it off, he took it off the keeper, and he sh- it's a bit of a hard finish when you're off balance. But the first one, if he scores that man, it, it's the game could Different potentially game, change. Yeah. And, how were they going to cope um, under the pressure? But it was a bad miss. And it's the fact he didn't really connect with it well. It's like how, <sighs> like how Just in in any world, one. in any universe, can you not connect with that properly? Um, so, with that in mind, it's like I think you got to rest him. I think you have to. Yeah, I, I it's, it's one of them where you know we're saying it could be. I mean, we don't know the inner workings of every player and whether they need the arm around the shoulder or not. But I think he's one of them where. You know, even if you leave him out, he he might be more spurred on to then try and get his place back in the team. So he could come on as a sub on Friday night or in the next game, and and you know. Well, prove, look, Pulis did it. Pulis yeah. did it, and then it worked. He came he on. Scored, he came on against screamer. West Brom, didn't he? And scored two then as well when we'd been leaving him out. Mm-hmm. So. Was it West Brom? No, it was any Ireland scored against West. Oh no, 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 away from home. Yeah, I have the yeah, yeah. yeah. So I thought you were thinking it almost like I'm sure Danny Ireland scored a handball. To <laughs> the most Brexit of wins for mil- ah, I mentioned it again love it sorry Laura the Reeves <laughs> yeah I didn't for notice a breakdown bingo yeah I didn't oh, notice yeah. that you do we it will. to be honest I but didn't yeah. I didn't actually didn't realise and I thought you know what when I when I actually break it down in terms of how Tony feels to play it really is like kind of how Brexit is a bit of a a mess <laughs> like it could potentially work but it's at the moment it's a bit of a mess, so just like how Tony Pulis was. So, but then I know he could be a manager of Stoke in a couple of weeks and absolutely smashes all over. So, but anyway, last point before we come on to Birmingham, um, Ryan Shotton. 
play left back, um, instead of Matt Baller on Tuesday night. Um, but he's actually been improving as of late. Um, do you think he's, you know, would you keep him in the team now, Dan? Would you obviously keep him left back or would you put him into centre half? It's a difficult one because he has been made a, sca- a scapegoat this season and uh, we did say after the Luton game that he's the obvious weak link in our defence. But he has improved and in his defence he's been kind of played all over the place. I think he's played right back, left back, centre back. So it's it's been messy for him. He's not really gotten settled. But I, I think he was all right last night. He started a bit shaky but he improved. And um, the thing is though, as you were saying it during the game, Johnny, that um, Bowler probably would have been suited for that game yesterday because of the wingers that we had in there. And I think for that reason, we could. I would kind of like to see... Baller being played played there, but then, you know, do you you leave shot now? Um, I think if this was the, uh, the you know if we were reviewing uh, sorry previewing the Preston game, then I'd probably say yeah keep him keep him in there, bring Daniel Ayala in, and then drop Dale Frags. He had an absolute stinker against Wednesday, but at the moment it's it's a difficult one. But I think purely for balance reasons and you know what we were saying earlier on, you know it's in order to get that full balance, um, probably put. Mark Baller there, and, and just so we can see what he's capable of attacking wise, because looking at his might, yeah, he might overlap on that side, and if someone can play him in, um, he hasn't been the best at crossing. But personally, I don't, he hasn't seemed to lift it over the first man, but he might sort of get the byline and play one along the floor to to Fletcher. Mm. So I like him. I, I like I like the fullbacks. I think they've got both got massive potential. I think uh, Dick Steele or Dick Steele or however you want to say it. We'll call him AD. We'll call him AD. It's called Tard. Um, what was I going to say? Well, he's actually, uh, Dex Steele has actually been brilliant the last couple of games. I think he's starting to really fulfil his potential um, and hopefully come, he gets even better as the season goes on. Um, I think with Mark Bowley, it's just like the games he's had, he's had no protection, like, ever. Like, wings just export, wing and Fletcher have completely exposed him. But it was the same with Coulson, though. It was exactly the same thing. They both want to attack forward. They couldn't do it. And when they did, they just looked like it was getting 2 v one and they were... I'm tiring you, Els. No, I've just been, uh, been a long day yeah, as well. It's been a long day, hasn't it? Is that hangover you got in it? So oh, it one, four glasses of wine and <laughs> one glass of champagne and two beers, yeah. Wow, big lad, isn't he? We'll blame Alan Peacock. Alan, yeah, we'll blame Alan Peacock. <laughs> Alan, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault. And Maddo. And Maddo, uh, yeah. And Graham. Graham. Good old Graham. Um, right, let's chat about Birmingham. Um, Pep Quartet's team uh, mixed just start actually funny enough um, I actually thought they'd be rock bottom um, at the start of the season but they've actually started investing in the team haven't they and uh, they've picked up some good results go, so go on whoever wants to kick things off then please go for it yeah okay so um, we're sort of looking into the transfers um, that they've made uh, this season um, so they signed uh, a player 22 years old defensive midfielder Ivan Sunjik from uh, Dinamo Zagreb um, Dinamo Zagreb seem to just be full of wonder kids um, and players who go for millions whether that's in real life or on footy manager um, they also signed someone called Alvaro Jimenez centre forward from uh, Almera in La Liga 2 1.35 mil um, where are they getting this money from? Yeah, That's what about I was uh, well, like them well, and Reading well, as yeah, well. Yeah, when we looked into sort of who they'd sold us, Ochi Adams for fifteen mil and Jota for four mil, so I think that's where some of it, some of it came from. But it was only them two that that left. Really, there was a few others that left. Michael Morrison went to Reading on a free. Uh, Isaac for Celtic, Cardiff. Um, 
But yeah, in terms of other signings um, that they made, uh, Ben Strickland's favourite ever player, Dan Crowley, um, <laughs> no, Crowley, sorry, from um, from Willem. He's going to love it this week, isn't he, Ben? He's getting so many shout-outs. getting shout so many shout-outs. Um, yeah, 702k, very sort of weird but pre- precise number there. Um, we were sort of slightly linked with him. I think it was more Ben starting those rumours. But um, yeah, could have been a good signing for us. Um and then a lot of other Spanish players, like it kind of plays into Pep Clotet's uh, sort of scouting network. Um, a goalkeeper, 19 years old, on loan from Real Madrid Castilla. Um, Ivan Guzman um, from another team in the sort of second division. Um, sort of 24 year old centre midfielder, Agus Medina, also on free transfer. Um, Jefferson Montero, but he hasn't been in the the squad in the last couple of games that I've seen so I don't know what's happening there player, on loan from Swansea um, Jake Clark Sotler on loan from Chelsea um, Gary Gardner which we were all absolutely baffled as to how he's only 27 by the way um, are you thinking of Craig Gardner? that's what I was thinking but still I, I still feel like Gary Gardner has been around for a while I, I still feel like Gary Gardner has been in the game for a long time yeah. to be fair they're both the same person let's be honest yeah but he's only 27 he's on loan from Villa anyway um, oh one off 28 so I'm Johnny, not Johnny can't say. Yeah, I'm not saying anything. You probably say that every week, and I'll say what. Um, I'll not finish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fran Villalba on uh, loan from Valencia as well. So, so some decent signings there. Obviously, a few unknowns, sort of, you know, untapped gems, I guess, and whether they sort of come to fruition. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Um, in terms of sort of uh, last few games. Um, it's not looking great for them. Uh, got beat by Preston 1-0, beat by Derby 3-2, got beat by Wigan 1-0 last game. And I think, looking at it, I think teams like Wigan, obviously Wigan and Reading are the two teams we, we've only beat this year, um, but I think it's one of these games that's, all right, it's a bit different because it's away from home, but Wigan, Birmingham, Reading, I know it's hard to kind of put um, start adding up wins in your head, um, but I think these are teams that are going to be down and around there with us where we need to be winning to be finishing we were saying last night obviously you know our first I think me and Dan were kind of thinking you know 8th to 12th um, but I'm thinking more so now it could be 12th to 16th wise even even 18th or something um, until we kind of get um, you know more players in and you know, potentially some better quality players in as well um, so I think Birmingham is one of those games where they're probably in a similar level squad to us, Millwall, another one. Um, I think that's why we're quite evenly matched within that Millwall game. Um, but these are the games where we've, we've got to be picking up wins um, if it doesn't turn into a season where we're in the relegation zone. Um, the scary thing is we haven't played the best teams yet and we haven't... Yeah, exactly. There's only been me. what the, the last two games, basically. Yeah. Sheffield Wednesday and Preston are sort of the two highest... I mean, obviously in the first couple of weeks, we've got nowhere, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but the rest of them, you know, we've played... Wigan, Reading were down there with us. Uh, Brentford were down there with us. Which Luton, is a surprise, by the way. I'm really surprised yeah. about Brentford's start. I know they obviously beat uh, Barnsley, but yeah. that's Barnsley. They were great Luton, Riverside, though. Luton Brentford. are down there with us. Um, so we've played all the like, mainly teams around us. We've only played sort of Preston and Sheffield up there in the top eight or so. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm not looking forward to some of the some of the top teams coming to the Riverside. Um yeah, that's sort of a, a rundown of, of their uh, results and stuff. Obviously, in terms of uh, formation stuff, they play four four two. Weirdly, I thought 
from kind of all the things I heard from from Ben mainly about Dan Crowley that he was a sort of either a centre mid or a centre attacking mid. Yeah. Um, he looks at you, so he's also they've put him down here as, as being a right midfielder. Um, Villalba on the left, um, Gary Gardner and Sunjik in the centre. Um, our old friend Lucas Djokovic up front with Jimenez. Um, Harley Dean um, centre back with hmm. Jake Clark Salter. Maxime Colin right back and uh, boring, boring, boring. Pedersen yeah, boring, left boring, back boring. and then Lee Camp in goal. Um, Lee Camp, yeah. You saw him like being around for decades. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Lee Camp. Is, Lee Camp is thirty-five. Thirty-five. Yeah. I thought put another twenty years on it. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> yeah. Been around since two thousand three. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I we're never ever gonna let you forget that. <laughs> I know I've turned into the new Ruby just that have You yeah, know, you yeah. used to. Oh no! Oh get no! Get on earlier about um, Rudy. You know, it's two thousand three. Yeah, it's like me and Brexit, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Me and gag. Um, yeah, so, so that's their team. Four four two. They've been playing it quite a while. They used to play it last season as well. Um, so it, you know, when we were saying earlier about us potentially going to four four two. Never know. It, it works. It works for Birmingham, and like you say, those centre midfielders have got to be, have got to be all over the place. They've got to cover a lot of grass um, and be very fit. So, yeah, yeah I was. Uh, you were mentioning that obviously, you know, it, they're going to be kind of in and around where we are um, in the lower region of the table, and um, it reflects the form table at the moment. We are currently 18th in the form table, six points. I think this is the last six. No, it won't be the last six games. I can't remember what it is. But um, they're 19th as well with the same amount. Um, which are, Oh, yeah, it is the last six games. Six points are the last six games. We've got minus three goal difference um, out of those six games. They've got minus four. Yeah. Um, looking at their goals uh, scored, they've only scored nine goals this season, three of which are from former Borough striker Lukas Jukovic. So if yeah. anyone's going to score, it's got to be Lukas Jukovic. Mind you, we thought David Nugent was going to score last night and he didn't. I mean, he did put he did put the ball in the back of the net, um, and I was a bit livid, and I, I shouldn't have done it. But at the same time, I said to you it would have been a win-win. I um, I went uh, back into the exec box because so I could get some Wi-Fi to put on uh, <laughs> and some wine <laughs> and some wine <laughs> uh, to put on it in play bet for Dib Nugent to score any time after he came on because I just thought amount of players that, that come back on the riverside and, and score against us. I thought. He's going to do it. Um, well, he did get the ball in the back of the net, like you said. So yeah, but like like you said, I would have been absolutely livid if the score. But at the same time, I would have won close to fifty quid. So yeah, you should put one on for Lukas Jokovic to score on, yeah, uh, do on that. Friday then. Yeah, or um, a breakdown bet. Better the I could just do it every every game. Better. Wonder how many times it actually happens. Ex, better the pod. Ex, ex players score against us. Just do it only for midfielders and strikers and see see how much money I make in the season. Mm-hmm. Probably not much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the betting companies always win. <laughs> yeah, they've uh, like you mentioned, they've lost their last three matches in the championship. Um, they've lost with a one goal margin in those last three games. Um, so I think it's probably going to be a tight one um, at St Andrews. Um, Borough have been winning at both half time and full time in their last four matches against Birmingham in all competitions. Out of the last six games, we've uh, against them we've won four and drawn two. So no defeats in the last six. Bound to get beat then, eh? Yeah, <laughs> I always jinx it, you know. I always, Wait, put, a, I always, I always put a stat up on the morning and then people are like, don't. And I'm like, oh, okay. The football gods get noted in yeah, this. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, they've been under 2.5 goals scored in eight of Birmingham's last 10 home games in the championship as well. 
Um, so yeah, probably a tight game. Obviously, two games, uh, two two teams that are probably going to struggle this season. Mm. I think with a four three three, I think with the extra man in midfield, I think we can if we can try and overpower that early doors and then get the goal. I think if we do get the goal, I think it could be a comfortable night for us to turn that touch towards. Um, I do not like playing at Saint Andrews though. Yeah, no, it's just for other reasons or that for Danny Ayala's handball and all sorts. <sighs> no, the, the offside. It was the offside. offside. Well, it wasn't yeah. offside, but you know, yeah, the referee, the yeah. assistant thought it was. But yeah, we haven't we haven't had the best of times at Sanders. The one game I can remember is Mark Mark Viduka scoring an absolute worldie. How was that like? Um, it was in two thousand three, didn't it? <laughs> um, but it was uh, yeah, it was un- unreal performance that against Steve Bruce's Birmingham City. Didn't he? Um, I mean, I was quite young when I went to it, um, and obviously when Viduka first came, but he went off injured, um, like from one of his goals. I think he, he scored them both, didn't he? And I think yeah. I think he got injured in the process of scoring. From it was the, the second one was off the corner, and he went off injured. And it was just like, what a guy! Just well, we'll talk about best Borough strikers on another podcast, but he is arguably one of the best Borough um, strikers we've ever had. Um, even though he did go to Newcastle. Right, uh, quick do score predictions, and then we'll have to probably sign off because we've got Yaf staring at me. So and, and lineups as well, quick. And yeah, lineups. Um, lineups. I would go same team. Uh, one change actually. Um, Fletcher for Brit. Okay. That'd be my team. I'd probably go the same and keep it unchanged. Yeah. Okay. I'd I'd probably put Baller in at left back. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, yeah. Baller instead of shot. And I'd feel bad leaving shutting out. Um, I'd probably maybe put him back centre back. Um, there was that moment. Uh, last night with Ayala when he slid in in the box and it was like, what are you doing? That's the reason um, why I've got heart problems. Yeah, so I think, yeah, Fry, Fry shot on Dykesdale, Baller. Um, I'd, I'd keep McNair and uh, and Housen. I thought Housen was, made a big difference. That's, um, I'd prob- I'm, I might go with the same as you, actually. I'm going to go with Fletcher. Um, and uh, I'd maybe put um, Neymar in for Brown. Okay. And go and put him on, on that side. Yeah, okay. I'd go the same team as last night, but baller in for, for Sean. Yeah, score predictions? I'm going to be positive for once, and it's not that I'm I'm looking to always be pessimistic. I just think that a lot of the teams, I think a lot of people think they don't have quality and they kind of expect us to be higher up in the division. But I think with that improved performance last night and, and sort of the stats Dan has just mentioned there, which has been quite similar um, in the form table, I think the pressure's on them because they're at home. Um, so I think us playing away from home it might it might suit us with the style we're trying to play so I think we're going to nick it one. I'm going to go for a 1-0 win to Borough OK I'm going to say 1-0 Millsbury as well I was going to say it as well oh, well I'm going right. to say fallout so 1-0 right, fall Borough wins and right thank you very much that means guys. 1-0 Birmingham <laughs> uh, yeah 7-0 Birmingham um, so that wraps things up thank you very much guys um, as always guys like share subscribe um, to the channel uh, give us 5 star rating on um, Apple Podcasts because that helps us get found by other podcasts uh, not by other podcasts by other people that want to view podcasts and it helps us go up the ranking as well if you actually search BO now um, in the actual search bar we actually come up first funny enough um, that's not just on mine but that's on different people's I've actually checked it it wasn't just my algorithm so <laughs> here we go um, but yeah so I'll do all that fun stuff um, maybe I'm getting a little bit too excited for Friday yeah <laughs> over and out want support Curtis Fleming is there on the edge of the air Fleming for Craig Hignett hit it Higgy Higgy hits the track Ravinelli coming alive again Janino wants the ball played to him. Ravinelli spots out.